Welcome to Chatting with Chemeketa, the show where we talk about everything related to the college, whether you're someone considering coming to Chemeketa, a current student, an alum, a member of the community, or part of our local business and industry, we've got you covered. I'm Marie Hewlett, filling in for Jessica Howard. And I'm Les Wilkes. In recent episodes, we talked about how Chemeketa works with local teens, allowing them to enroll in college courses before they even leave high school, which gives them both a head start in college and also a money saver at the same time. It sure does, Les. It also creates a college-going mindset, which is super important for their futures. With a college education and career training, so many doors are open, and to Today, Lori Gillespie, our Chemeketa Works Youth Job Readiness Coordinator, whew, can't believe I got that all out, <laughs> is joining us to talk about one of our high school programs that's near and dear to her heart. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, Lessa Marie. I'm so happy to be here and being able to talk about Chemeketa Works. I'm passionate about career connected learning, and I'm always willing to talk about it. All right, Lori, from the sound of your title, your Lengthy title. Yes. I'm trying to figure out what kind of a acronym that would be, but it's too long. It is too um, long. <laughs> it seems like uh, you help our local youth pr- to prepare for jobs. Am I right about that? Yes, definitely, Les. And more than just jobs, too. At its heart, Chemeketa Works is about helping youth explore and prepare for the education and career choices that are right for them so they can really make informed and intentional education and career choices. So, yes, job readiness curriculum and so much more. How is Chemeketa Works funded? Yes, thanks for asking. So Chemeketa was awarded a Future Ready Oregon Youth Development Division, that's a YDD grant, which is funded through June 30th of 2025. How many students do you deal with or help at any given time? Well, this is a brand new program, so it's hard to say. We don't have numbers right now of how many we've helped with it because Mm -hmm. it's brand new. But the goal is to have as many as possible attend the workshops that I'm going to be telling you a little bit about. So you can imagine the population is really wide and broad because it targets youth ages 15 to 20 in Marion, Polk, and Yamhill counties, which is the Chemeketa Service District, specifically youth who have not completed a high school or GED program, and disengaged and divested youth who may not be attending high school or a GED program. What a great program. So they have opportunities to attend workforce readiness workshops. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yes, I would love to. So there are three tracks. The first is based on the Oregon Employability Skills, or OES, another acronym. We all know how we love our acronyms. The second is a Youth Cultural Competency Certificate. And the third is the Youth Entrepreneurship Certificate. Oregon Employability Skills Workshop is really based on curriculum. That is a collaboration between educational experts, industry professionals, and the Oregon community that addresses the growing demand for a well rounded skill set beyond academic knowledge. So the employability skills curriculum is comprehensive. It's an open access resource designed to empower students with really the essential skills they need to transition into the ever-evolving world of careers. And there's 10 employability skills. Can I, can I tell okay. you about the 10? Okay. You know, and I was just going to ask, oh, can yeah. you give me an example? I don't have notes handy, so I, I'm going with this. Here. Yeah, yes. I expect you to remember every one. <laughs> no. So the first 
first one is adaptability, so really being open to change, collaboration, kind of that team player, right? Um, digital literacy, so being not only good with technology, so actually knowing how to use it, but knowing how to use it appropriately in a work setting. An entrepreneurial mindset, so really self-initiative, being a go-getter, self-awareness, really understanding our own values, our own skills, and what we're looking for in the world of work. And then an analysis and solution mindset, so being kind of that problem solver. Communication, being able to communicate in a lot of different venues, so in writing, person-to-person, in a podcast like we're doing today, (laughs) which is not that easy, I will tell you. Um, empathy, You're passing. <laughs> which is sensitive to other people's feelings, resilience, so planning for success, but being really able to handle those failures or little setbacks, and then social diversity and awareness. When you're working with the teens, mm-hmm. do you find that they're really receptive to taking these all to heart and just making them part of their life? I think that these are things that a lot of us don't think about. We think more about hard skills, like the things that you can get a certificate or a degree in, right? But what sure. we're hearing from employers continuously is that these soft skills, so that's what these are referred to, are things that everyone needs to succeed in the workplace. And while, like I said, we might get those hard skills from completing a certificate or degree here at Chemeketa, it's those soft skills that may not be as strong. So if you think about a student who's maybe going through the automotive program, when they complete that program, they're going to know all about braking systems. They're going to know about engines. I hope so. Yes, we would hope so. Um, They will. It's an excellent program. But they also need to have those soft skills to work with customers, to be able to work with the rest of the service team, the sales team. So that's collaboration. And these are things that maybe really just don't get discussed that much. And they're definitely not something that's taught in a class. Like, I don't think anybody has ever taken a class like Collaboration 101. That's just not something that's offered. But we do know that hard skills will get you the interview, but soft skills will get you the job. Or hard skills get you hired, but those soft skills are really what are going to get you promoted. So you're kind of looking for the complete person type of thing. Exactly, exactly. And so, and sometimes it's really hard when you're in an interview situation to really articulate that you have these skills, right? So how many times have we all been in an interview where somebody might say something like, are you a team player? Tell us how you're a team player. Give us an example of being a part of a team. And we just get that deer in the headlights kind of look, right? Like, uh, I'm not a team player. I like people. People person, right? Yeah. Those are some of the things that we reminds, might That reminds answer. me of Office Space, you know, that movie. Yes. I, uh-huh. I'm a people person. I'm a people person. <laughs> yes, believe me when but I say it. By asking them a question like, are you a team player? Well, what else are you going to say? Right. You know, no, yes. not really. You Nobody's I mean? going to say I'm and not then, a team and player. And how do you expand on it? You have to think about that well ahead of time. That's the key, though. I mean, so many youthful people that I talk to, when I ask them a question, they'll give me a one-word answer, Mm -hmm. right? I'm assuming with these workshops, you're giving them the training and maybe the practice to be able to speak eloquently and talk about these things and not just give those one-word answers. Exactly, Marie. Um, Because we have these skills, we're just not always sure 
how to articulate that we have these. And so these workshops, this particular workshop track is going to go into concepts that really we know about. We just maybe haven't labeled them collaboration or resilience. And so going through that and then being able to tell a story about how we've applied these skills. I think that's really, really important. And yeah, I think it's pretty difficult too, because in this world with the social media, especially the jargon and then the mm-hmm. ac- speaking in acronyms and that kind of thing is very choppy. It's almost kind of like having a, just a complete sentence right. is difficult, you know? Right. They've lived in the world of text messaging. Right? Yes, Where exactly. Where everything is abbreviated. Oh, I hate that. You know yeah. I mean? I write it all out. You know, it's like, you know what? You can read this, you know? And, <laughs> Oh. So is there practice interviews and things like that, that? That's a part of the training? So that will be part of it because with these employability skills, the curriculum for it, which was created through the state of Oregon, as I said, with collaboration with industry, business, community-based organizations, it is really a robust curriculum. And my colleague, Christine, knows about that. <laughs> that it Coming gives a soon. lot of examples and a lot of activities that the youth will be doing together. And so you're given a chance chance to really not only learn the curriculum, but apply it in a safe setting before you unleash yourself into an interview. So yes, opportunities for practicing. And do the students who get involved with this get some sort of certificate? Yes. So great question, Marie. So with the first, actually with all three tracks, they will receive a certificate. With the Oregon Employability Skills, they will actually be able to earn a badge, which says, you know, they've completed the curriculum. They've achieved a level of competency that they will be able to get credit for that will go on their transcript. So that's super exciting. And then another super exciting thing about the Oregon Employability Skills Track is that it comes with a stipend, which basically means money. The youth are going to be earning and learning at the same time, which is really exciting. So that's an extra incentive. That's pretty good. Yeah. These workshops sound amazing. How are you getting the word out about them? Let me can I, may I back up and just say there's two others as well. The Youth Cultural Competency Certificate, which I can talk more about later if you want me to, and then the Youth Entrepreneurship Certificate. And the way that I'm getting the word out about this is definitely a multi-pronged campaign based on email, phone calls, face-to-face information sessions. Right now, the distribution list is probably, gosh, at least 200 contracts that include high schools, community-based organizations, throughout, again, Chemeketa's service district of Marion, Polk, and Yamhill Counties. I've talked to school counselors, college and career coaches, teachers, club advisors, transition specialists. That's just to name a few. And of course, at the top of our list is high school partnerships, GED, early college high school, and college now programs, and Roberts at Chemeketa High School students as well. And I've also connected with community-based organizations that serve various youth populations, including those in foster care, maybe youth who are transitioning out of foster care, unhoused youth, LGBTQIA+, and BIPOC and Hispanic Latinx youth as well. Is there anywhere online where somebody can find out more information? So actually, if they want to email me, they can definitely do that. I'm happy to reach out to anybody who contacts me. Lori, L-O-R-I dot Gillespie, G-I-L-L-E-S-P-I-E at Chemeketa dot E-D-U. Fabulous. Have you had a pretty good response so far? Yes, the, the, the response has been 
really very, very positive. And what's really fantastic is that this Chemeketa Works program is gaining traction um, via word of mouth. So I'm hearing from parents who've maybe heard about it through other parents. I've been hearing from students who've heard it about it through their friends. And one of the things that I did with the flyer that I sent wide and far was that it had an interest form asking logistical things like, which workshops youth are most interested in, time of day that they're interested in, will they attend a Saturday session, things like that. So gotten a really positive response. That's fantastic. And I just love the fact that Chemeketa is doing so much for the youth in our community. We are not your typical college list. (laughs) (laughs) The community in our name really says it all. That really is our focus. And for our listeners, if you have questions about what we've just covered or comments about today's show, please write to us at chatter at chemeketa.edu, and we'll answer your questions through email or an upcoming show. And if you'd like to reach out to Lori... Feel free to email her. Again, that email address is laurie.gillespie at chemeketa.edu. Thank you, Laurie, for coming by the studio today. Oh, well, thank you. It was great to be here. Thanks, Laurie. Well, well, we have some more really interesting youth programs to talk about today. But first, we take a quick break. So stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly. Do you enjoy helping people and are also interested in a career in health sciences? Consider becoming a pharmacy technician. Employers everywhere are actively seeking trained pharmacy techs. Chemeketa Community College offers hands-on training that will lead to a rewarding career in as little as nine months. What are you waiting for? Visit go.chemeketa.edu slash pharmacy and apply today. Welcome back to Chatting with Chemeketa. Les, do you remember when we had a student on our program who had graduated from Roberts High School and then came to Chemeketa? Well, I do, Marie. I remember that student had a real life-changing experience there and ended up continuing at Chemeketa and is now at Willamette working toward a law degree. You do remember. Well, how about that? I'm so surprised and proud of you. (laughs) You know, um, the success was all due to a whole lot of support from people who really care. And two of those caring people are joining us now in the studio. Welcome, Katie Castillo and Christine Bryan. Thank you. Hi. Thanks for having us. Uh, Well, let's start off with um, each of you telling us um, your titles and a brief summary of what you do. Take a pick. Whoever wants to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. (laughs) Um, My name is Katie Castillo. Um, Long title, Career Connected Learning Systems Navigator, CCLSN for short. Um, My position is part of a statewide initiative of 17 CCLSNs that are housed at Oregon Community Colleges with the goal to provide all Oregon students with equitable access to career-connected learning opportunities and successful transitions into post-secondary opportunities and or careers. And I'm Christine Bryan. I'm the Career Education Coordinator at Roberts at Chemeketa and Early College High School. We are right here on Chemeketa's campus through a partnership with Salem-Kaiser School District. 
Awesome. So you mentioned CCLSN, and you said that. I mean, it just rolled off your tongue. You're so used <laughs> I know, to, I to saying that. I know. I get you. I'm that again. I can put these words together <laughs> right, one at a time. Right. So uh, how is that funded? And, and tell us a little more about it. Yeah. So CCLSNs are funded by the Oregon Department of Education's, so another acronym here, Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Fund, so ESSER three grant. Our grant is overseen by partners at ODE and the Higher Education Coordinating Commission, also known as the HEC. So my grant ends September 30th of this year. That's a very, very big role. And navigating the career-connected learning systems across Oregon, what made you get started in this? Yeah, so it's, it's a very big role and it, very big aspirations for a two-year grant. Um, when I started back in October 2022, I leaned back on what I knew as a researcher um, back in my um, knowledge of that. So I uh, just wanted to get to know Chemeketa service regions, you know, and as Lori said, that's Yamhill, Marion, Polk counties, and needed to know their needs and gaps of services. So I performed a mini needs assessment of the region. I emailed who I could, got meetings on the calendar, and took my show on the road, just asking career-connected learning professionals in our area such things such as, what were they doing for career-connected learning? What did they see as their needs? What did they view as barriers to their needs and what I could assist with? I also was sure to speak with Chemeketa CTE deans and directors to see what their needs, gaps, and barriers were, as well as a few industry partners to assist how all that connected to their own needs and gaps and barriers. So you you, you got this program going. You you um, you said you did the research. You're going mm-hmm. around, and so um, and then you developed a program from from there. How, how did that work? So I don't really have a program per se. Is it a pro- okay? So not a program. Or, okay. No. So okay. my my job is looking at systems and creating those creating a pipeline of systems that go from K-12 to college and career. So I'm looking overall at the systems in place and creating, a, I guess, a larger system or looking at how that system is working and functioning and looking at the barriers and gaps through that system. So I looked at what is already in place in our region, how that's working, and what can I get in place here at Chemeketa to help those systems, support those systems, navigate those barriers and gaps, and close those gaps and barriers. What did all of this research and assessment bring to light and what are we putting into place now to address these gaps and barriers? Yeah, so just going over some broad strokes here. Um, so um, therefore, there in the rural schools, a lot of them were they needed more connections to career-connected opportunities, so they're far away from those opportunities. Um, access to transportation or not enough time in the school day to get to those experiences, so their students just cannot participate. Physical distance. Mm-hmm. Just, Physical yeah. distance. Um, also, the need for more programming for the younger ages. Many schools focused their career-connected learning curriculum on juniors and seniors when it was already deemed too late for that programming. Hmm. Um, for Chemeketa, things like connecting students to the closest campus and creating a direct path from high school programs of study to the college programs and a knowledge of those programs from teachers came up the most. And for industry, it was all about knowledge. Industry did not know who to reach out to or if they knew who to reach out to at the school. One year, it was not the same person the next year, and it just makes education seem really untouchable. 
So those kind of things that I'm working at Chemeketa kind of talks about like the current projects I'm working on now. So for instance, um, getting those programs to the younger ages and working at rural programming. So I'm working on getting a summer program going at CT Exploration Week. So we focus on getting those to the 14 to 16 year old range. So, and we also focus on getting those um, to the rural school districts. So, um, um, this experience is going to be taking place July 15th through the 18th. Um, and we're looking at early childhood education, K 12 education, allied health, diesel technology, horticulture, robotics, arts, and computer information systems. And like I said, um, we're reaching out to those in the rural school districts, all of our school districts across, but we're targeting those high schools. Um, and then the 14 to 16 year old ages. We're providing an equitable um, systems here. So we wanted to have a grab and go breakfast <laughs> and lunch provided. And we're also providing language services to those students who needed it as well. Um, so this is free to attend, so spots are limited, but registration will be going out after spring break. So just to confirm, you're holding these sessions at the schools where the students are, so they don't have to drive anywhere. We're holding them here at Chemeketa. We wanted them to be on the campus. One thing that they did want was they did want programs back at Chemeketa campus. One thing that COVID had um, brought to light was that there wasn't enough programming at schools. So though we're not able to provide transportation for these programs, um, there are um, like things that we're able to provide to other schools So, um, or other programs like I'm able to fund, um, for example, and I can talk about this a little bit later, but um, um, funding um, such things such as field trips here to Chemeketa for schools or different field trips to first school, like rural schools to different industries. So those I can help fund as well. But for this program, no, funding is not provided for transportation. Okay. So how, how are you two then, then uh, working together here? Well, I'm in. I'm housed at Roberts at Chemeketa and Early College High School. So Roberts at Chemeketa is an alternative high school through Salem Kaiser. Um, they have a teen parent program and a credit recovery program. There are young people graduating throughout the school year. And my role with them is really helping them connect to opportunities for when they graduate. So that could be getting out into the community and figuring out what they want to do. Um, through site visits at different job sites, through informational interviews. Um, it could be coming on, onto campus, on main campus, or through Zoom visits. We had a, a visit with the Brooks Dean last week about the building, um, building inspection technology program um, and just really exploring what they want to do when they finish their education at high school. And we are able to do job shadows, and they can even do internships out in the community for high school credit. So it sounds like you've probably made a lot of connections with employers who are exactly. interested in hiring some of these students. Perhaps hiring, but even more mentoring. Oh, wow. Um, similar to what Lori was talking about, part of my role is helping them gain those Oregon employability skills, right. helping them learn how to talk with people out in the community in a professional manner. I always thought these young folks, they're growing up with technology. They're growing up with texting. They're digital natives. Right. And 
I'm, I've been really surprised to find out they don't know how to send a professional sounding email. I'll ask them, you know, send this business person an email asking for an informational interview. You just want to, you know, when are you available that you, you'd be willing to meet with me? And they have no idea how to even start. And so just helping them get started with something like that wow. is a step in the right direction. You know, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus here, but... I would figure that they would learn some of that maybe in earlier years and, you know, in elementary school. But, you know, is it it just doesn't happen? Well, I I don't know if they're learning some. I know that I grew up writing actual snail mail letters and I don't think that they're doing that. I still do that myself. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but but you're old. I know I am. I am. So I'm trying to trying to. Hold that flag as long as I can, you know, for it drops. But, so I just yeah. get this deer in the headlights yeah. look. Send an email to, so, you know, John Doe business person asking right. for an informational interview. And they're like, what? So we I, work on that, those skills. I bet both of you have some amazing stories relating to some of the students that you've dealt with. Christine, do you have anything that you can share? Maybe somebody who who was, you know, that deer in the headlights who who found success and is now working out in the community? Well, I'd say some of our, the, the success stories that I'd really like to highlight is that we've had some great um, job shadows and internships, informational interviews out in the community with Willamette Valley providers and Salem Health. Um, a couple that I'm really glad to have placed was through a business that I met at Latino Business Alliance. There's a local bookkeeping business and a couple students have done job shadows there where they're really having the opportunity to learn business skills in wow. a bilingual environment. You know, and I'm kind of curious when a, a job shadow, a job shadow, you know I mean? Yeah. Is that, does that mean, you know, what, an hour? Does it mean hanging around for a week? I mean, what, and how, it can how much? Be, it can be so different. So mm-hmm. right now I'm working on um, working on setting up a job shadow with our partners, WESD um, Control Tower, with a real estate business. And that's just going to be a one-day group, group job shadow. We're going to go and shadow for a day. Okay. Um, I've got some students that are going to this business ongoing. It's almost like an internship, but mm-hmm. it's not really set up for high school credit. So it's not a full blown um, curriculum for an internship learning. They're just kind of, you know, shadowing. Um, and then we've done a job shadow at Salem Health that was just for a day. Um, sure. So it, it kind of varies. So now I'm curious, what's, what's the, and I'm, it's probably going to be a whole spread, but what's the, you know, I mean, what's their takeaway at the end of it all, their reaction to it? Do they feel like they've really gotten something out of it, like they understand what a job is type of thing? You know? Absolutely. I've had both positives and, to me, positive, but negative responses. So I've had students walk away with where they're going to apply and get a job at that company, and they mm-hmm. have. And students where that they walk away impassioned and they're going to study in that area in accounting or whatever their their job shadow was. I've also had students come back from an informational interview saying, oh, I really do not want to do that job. (laughs) And to me, that's a positive experience. And they also got connections with that person toward the area where they might be more interested. So they got... 
referrals. <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, the positive thing is they, they understand what a job is, yes. you know, maybe yes. not the job they want, but yeah. they, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they found out that that particular business and area was not what they wanted to do. Yeah. So yeah. that's a positive yeah, outcome that, in my book. Absolutely. They're not spending a lot of time, money and energy going down a path that was not the right fit. Sure. How would students get involved in this program? So with me, they need to be a student with Robert's High Roberts High School or Early College High School, and then they just come into my office. I'm right in there in Building 50 on Salem's campus, room 125, okay. um, and I've got my flyers all over the building so they can make appointments with me or they can just stop in. So any of the students, not necessarily at Roberts, but any high school students who are taking early high school, who are in the early high school program? So... Early College High School is one of the high schools of Salem-Kaiser. Okay. And so it is inside Building 50 here on campus. So we have two high schools inside that one building. Got it. Right here on Salem's campus. That's so exciting. Well, what you do is so important, and I can't thank you enough for telling our listeners all about it. I'm sure you have lots to do today, so we won't keep you too much longer. But thanks for taking time to talk about these wonderful programs for the youth in our district. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to know more about what you've just heard, be sure to email us at chatter at chemeketa.edu. You can also send us comments about the show or suggestions for future topics. Again, that email address is chatter at chemeketa.edu. All right. Thanks, Katie and Christine. Uh, Our time together has come to a close, but don't fret. We'll be back again soon with more guests and more information that you won't want to miss. Tune in next time, same chat time, same chat channel for Chatting with Chemekra. I'm Les Wilgus. And I'm Marie Hewitt. Bye. Bye.